She's only really had Sawyer to talk to. Now they're gonna fucking kill him. I'd be crying too. My only friend. I would have been crying in the bag on the whole way there. I would have been crying when we said hello. I would have been crying while I was smacking rocks. I would have been crying this whole time. Yeah. The fact that she kept it together that long, kudos to her. So we're skinny girls now. Okay. Kate is my tennis coach. Mm-hmm. Tennis? He's a Rich horrible shit. student. I can imagine. <laughs> I am a great student. He's a terrible student. We were, I was doing a drill with him. I was teaching him how to like properly hit a forehand. And he like, we have this, we bought like, what did we buy? We bought like 12 tubes of like the balls and like a bucket that we just filled with all of them. So he, we were out, the bucket was empty, but he like missed some sort of some on the ground. He kept being like, wait, one more, wait, one more, wait, one more. And so I, I wasn't doing it right. So I got annoyed and I was like, drills over, I'm leaving. And then he like throws a fit and was just like, you're a bad coach. And I was just like, well, I'm not a real coach. And then he wanted to play single. So he played singles he hit every forehand wrong. And I was like, you were just complaining about how you didn't get to practice enough. And now you're going to hit every single one wrong. Because I wasn't getting it right in practice. You weren't even close to hitting it right. Because I know that if I try to hit it right, I'll lose. So I have to hit it my special way so I can win. He's a terrible, would not recommend coaching him to anyone. Did you win? Yesterday? We played only two games. We didn't get to finish the set, but I did win. And then I, we, Devin and I teamed up against her and Brandon, and we won that. And to then, be fair, Brandon was dragging me down. Yeah, <laughs> was dragging Brandon me was down. Bad. He was dragging me down hard. And then Kate and I teamed up, and we just slaughtered them. Yeah, nice. Also, we went to Waffle House before the podcast, so let's see how uh, Kate's energy is. Oh, you couldn't fucking pay me to go to Waffle House. Uh, we love Waffle House. We're Waffle House girls. This is a big disagreement in our household. Andrew is a whore for Waffle House. I hate Waffle House because I've been one time and the tables were so sticky. I thought I was going to have a panic attack. That's so like I will never. Charm. That's what everybody says. No, I hate <laughs> being sticky. That's like a huge thing for me. And like, I couldn't touch the tables. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Did working in the McCafe section at McDonald's cause the stickiness hatred or was it before that no it was already a thing but when i worked in the mccafe that area shined because i was constantly cleaning everything so it wouldn't be sticky so it was glistening when i worked there (laughs) i feel like i hate being sticky but like my first job was at an ice cream shop and then i worked at a bakery and then I became a barista. So it was like every single job I ever had, it was like, you just, you need to learn to be sticky. You worked no. in an ice cream shop, bakery, and barista in one week? Oh, shut up. You quit jobs like you would not believe. I actually lasted a while at those jobs. It was some of my other jobs. I didn't last that You long. make Devin look like she stays at her uh, place. Me forever. and Devin have had the same number of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I won't disclose how many, but it's a lot. Devin worked with me at McDonald's for like four days and then she was like, fuck this shit and left. My most recent part-time job, um, I lasted two and a half weeks. 
Nice. Yeah, you got your check for four dollars, and you were like, "This is not." Oh worth my it. god! Yeah, they made me pay for my apron and my t-shirts. They took it out of my paycheck, which I think that seems sketchy. So my first paycheck was four dollars, and I was like, "It's not worth it." <laughs> yeah, no, that's not worth it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lauren Gets Lost. I'm Zane. I'm Lauren. I'm Kate. And today we're covering season three, episode six. I do. What a convenient timing because I'm getting married this week. Yeah, that was going to be one of the quick bits, but sometimes the universe just aligns. It's just like it's exactly what happened with the 48 days, the other 48 days, because it was like the whole thing with Echo and Easter and like not speaking for 40 days. Totally. Don't remember that, but sure. Okay. <laughs> so, what do we think of the episode, Lauren? I really liked it. I mean, for obvious reasons. Well, we'll talk about that reason, I'm sure. Kate? I liked it the first time that I watched it. I thought that the flashback was interesting, but my beef with it is that they never bring it up again. Oh, okay. Her being married. And so it, yeah, like watching it again, it just feels very random. I feel like I obviously haven't watched further, but... To me, it was just like another evidence of how Kate always runs. Because I feel like they emphasized that a lot early on. Like, Zane, you really like were pushing on that. And I was kind of like, I mean, does she? But this was just like the flashback, just like, Kate's a runner. She's a runner. And so that's kind of all I got from it. I did like the main on the island present day story. I did think that was interesting. Yeah, it was. I do think it was annoying because like the flat the flashback storyline is always like oh this is like their flaw and then the island is like this is how they're like kind of growing from that flaw and Kate's flaw is she always runs so this episode ends with her saying I don't want to run and it's like bitch run yeah it's like this is the one time like you need to go and you need to go fast all right let's get into it Lauren hit me with that synopsis she always looks so shocked when I say that. It's because I'm just so engaged in conversation with you guys. Okay, here's my synopsis. The others continue trying to get Jack to operate, and state shippers everywhere rejoice. This is a bad day for the jet shippers, for sure. I'm a state shipper. We know that. Fuck off. I am. Ooh. Why can't oh. you and I agree on anything? I don't know. Because opposites attract. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, not that we have like no following, like at all, but the people that do follow us, everyone loves you, right? And I, I'm like, oh, I'm glad that we don't have to be like one of those couples on social media that have to like post about each other. Or people will like start to wonder if they broke up because we never post about each other. And mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like if we didn't say Kate is Zane's girlfriend, they would just think that you're like a friend of mine. He's a good pal. <laughs> You're like the least affectionate person. I, I know. I'm not. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> All right. I've got quick picks. This episode was directed by Tucker Gates, who did uh, the Office Threat Level Midnight episode that we oh. all love. <laughs> Every time I tell you that, you're getting Yeah, because it's such a fun fact. <laughs> or a quick bit? No. Okay. <laughs> the bit is so quick. <laughs> Officer Kevin is played by Nathan Fillion. You may recognize him from a many of things, including Castle, where I believe his love interest is also named Kate. 
Firefly cult classic that was canceled far too soon. Halo ODST and Halo 5. But lately he's been playing Officer John Nolan on The Rookie. Mm -hmm. This episode serves as the mid-season finale. It aired on November 8th, 2006, and the next episode did not air until February 7th, 2007. Damn! Yeah, six episodes in, they're already like, cut it! That (laughs) seems like a season finale. That's quite a bit of time. It was only the winter break. Although, I November 8th is really early for winter break. It's usually like the week before Thanksgiving. Did shows usually do a mid-season finale? Yeah, just because like with like holiday specials and no one's like really watching TV when they travel for the holidays. So that's like usually where they cut around. I guess in like 2006, 2007, like I was still a Disney girl. I wasn't watching ABC, so I don't know. I often think about that with like uh, Disney shows and shit. It's like I have no idea how long those shows ran for how many seasons there were because it's constantly reruns somebody said i loved shake it up i thought that show was so good and somebody like recently said how many seasons there were and i would have sworn there were like significantly more episodes yeah and i was like it blew my mind that there were not well the last one i had was lauren's getting married this week but we already talked about that let's get into it Kate checks into a hotel room after doing some shopping. She opens the box to reveal a wedding veil. She stares at it when the police knock on the door. She says everything's okay, but the officer says they believe someone dangerous is in the hotel and asks for her to open the door. Kate says that she's alone, and the officer says that the person could be forcing her to say that at gunpoint and asks her to open the door. (laughs) They needed some better dialogue for this scene. The officer gives her three seconds. And then he's going to bust it down. She then opens the door and reveals Officer Kevin, who asks if they want to get it on. And she says, hell yeah, before leaping into his arms. Um, I just thought that this looked like a scene from The Bachelor. Like when they meet up and they jump into each other's arms. Yes, they're always leaping into each other's arms on The Bachelor. I, It's a lot it's not of something it's I've of... personally done. But... No, me neither. It's a lot of, like, one person just standing there and waiting, and the other person, like, running up. And, I don't like, know which one's more awkward. Halfway. Like, standing there and waiting, or, like, running towards someone standing there and waiting. If it were me, I'd make that bitch wait. I'm like, I'm not jogging to you. I'm gonna walk at a leisurely pace. I think I would rather be the one running, because standing there waiting is so humiliating. I would never run for a man. <laughs> There's a scene where, in this most recent season of The Bachelorette, where Joey was waiting for her to roll up in the ATV, and he literally sat there with, like, prayer hands emoji. Just, like, the entire time, he was just, like, sitting there waiting. And I'm just like, how long is he going to do that? So I started doing it as he was doing it, and after a while, I was like, my hands are getting sore. It's just fucking, like, taking forever. Sore? Yeah, just from, like, lifting my arm. Like, the entire time, he's just sitting there like this, and I'm oh, like, like he's just like get... They're not resting yeah. on anything? No, he, he was just doing this. Actually, I think it was like this. But, like, it was so bizarre, because I'm just like, just put your arms at your side, dude. I don't know, that show's weird. What did we think of this storyline? Uh, yeah. It's okay. I do think, and this is a uh, little teaser for a quick bit for an episode that's coming up that is universally the hated, most hated episode. It started in season three when the writers were like, we're running out of flashback ideas. The show needs to end sooner rather than later. So they started like phoning it in with the flashbacks. And I think this is an example of it. I think it was bad. 
I mean, it had been teased that she was married, so we needed to see that storyline. I just, I don't know. I guess it was just predictable. It's like, oh, she's on the run and she can't, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. It's just kind of like, eh. On the island, Kate awakes to Sawyer throwing rocks at the button. She asks what he's doing and if he remembers how to actually trigger the reward. And then Kate tells him to get one for her. And he asks if she is just trying to make him feel productive. Meanwhile, Julia and Ben join Jack on the other side of the looking glass and find Jack reviewing Ben's file. He tells Ben that the tumor on his spine is borderline inoperable and at the rate it is growing, it will be inoperable in a week. Jack asks if the OR is fully equipped, which Juliet says yes, and Jack tells Ben he needs to be in surgery yesterday. Ben says whatever he needs he will have and that he is ready for the surgery, and Jack says he never agreed to do the surgery, he just wanted Ben to know how he would die. Jack asks if they really think he would be- that he believes them, that he would do the surgery and hope that they would let him go. Juliet tries to talk to Jack, but he smacks the glass with the file and tells her to stop. Ben says he's disappointed in his decision, but Jack smiles, saying he won't be disappointed for very long. That was that was a sleigh when he said that. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Quick-witted. Yeah, he's been working on that one for a while. I love Ben, but that was good. This was an interesting episode for Ben, just because he seemed, like, so desperate, like, at times. Just Jack telling him no over and over again, and he's just like... Oh my god, something about when he makes his little sad face, it, like, breaks my heart. I'm like, put me in the OR, Ben. I'll operate. <laughs> How you feeling about Jack lately, Lauren? You, I know you don't like it when he yells, and he's been yelling a lot lately. Um, I'd say 70% of the time that he's been yelling in this episode, I was like fine with it. Sometimes I was just kind of like, all right, you're still yelling, but this is valid. Why do you think he snapped at Juliet? I feel like he feels manipulated by her, and so he's got some resentment towards her. Put me in a cage for long enough, I'll snap at anybody. (laughs) Put me in a cage for five minutes. I mean, I don't even have to be in a cage. I snap at people. I was about to say, you guys don't need a cage. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) I'm just like a little bit hungry, and I'm snapping. Put me in any condition where I'm slightly uncomfortable and I will snap. <laughs> you and I are driving to Toledo when we're done recording. I'm sure you're going to yell at me at least Zayn is once. scared for his life. <laughs> in the next flashback, post-coital, Kate says Kevin should not have come since it is bad luck to see the bride before the wedding. Kevin says it's bad luck to see her in the dress, but she is naked. Although I do think it actually is a thing that the bride and groom aren't supposed to see each other. You're the supposed to the sleep wedding. separately. Which well, I kind of think the whole happen, the whole tradition stems from like, oh, the groom's not supposed to see the bride because, you know, in an arranged marriage situation, they don't want the groom to see the bride and like back out. Like that that's where it comes from. So that's mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Andrew and I will be staying together the night before our very traditional courthouse wedding. But like I think the whole thing is fucking stupid. But that now they say, like, oh, it's bad luck. Yeah, but it's bad luck because they think the groom's going to run away. Well, the bride ran away this time. Um, I don't really believe in any wedding traditions, to be honest. But the only one that I would want to do, not because I think it's bad luck, is I I don't want to see the bride in the dress before she walks. You told me you would. Did I? 
you told me that when you watched Say Yes to the Dress, you thought all the dresses were ugly. So you were like, I would want to see the dress before someone walks down the aisle because what if I see the dress and I hate it? Yeah, like that, like theoretically I would because I'm afraid, like you have great style. So if I'm lucky enough to marry you, I don't think you're going to walk down the aisle in a dress that I'm like, oh, fucking too much taffodil or whatever the fuck. Taffodil? Is that a flower? Too much lace. There we go. <laughs> Um, but it would be nice to see you in your wedding dress for the first time. Do you want me to cry if we got married? Do you want me to cry when I see you? If I was, if we were getting married and you didn't cry, I'm walking out. (laughs) You better cry because of my beauty. I think all weddings should have an emergency exit exit next to the aisle. So that scene in Spaceballs where the bride walks down the aisle and just keeps going and runs out the door can happen. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I got in a relationship with the wrong person. If I ever wanted tears, there's there's not a <laughs> chance in hell that Andrew would cry. Doesn't matter. His, his programming would have to malfunction. Yeah, for real. Sometimes, dear podcast listeners, Kate and I will kind of go back and forth for a little bit and Lauren's eyes will just get bigger and bigger the longer we talk because she has a hard time keeping up. You mean I have a hard time keeping up? Like, <laughs> I, I, what, what do you mean? That was so rude. And usually, and usually our conversation will end and Lauren will be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, you think I'm like stupid? Like, oh, Lauren's too dumb to keep up with our conversation. No, it's, it's not that I think you're dumb. It's just I think that we will just go through seven topics in three short breaths. Like you said post-coital. Yeah, coital. There was something else you said that I was like, what the fuck? I can't remember. Today? Yeah, just now. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, why would you say that? Every day of your life. Post-coital? No, not post-coital. It was something else. Inoperable? No. I I know (laughs) what these words mean. That's a big word for Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try to remember it in flashbacks. Okay. Okay. Off topic, really quick. I made a list of words for the spelling bee. I'm very excited. <gasps> Ooh, I'm so excited. I did this one. I did. I did ten like medium hard, and then ten like hard, and then I did the most spelled word from Ohio and the most spelled misspelled from California. Oh, for a little gonna... fun fact. That'll Here's the thing, though. The most misspelled from California, personally, I think is really easy, and the most misspelled from Ohio, I have no fucking clue how to spell it. Okay, that'll be interesting. Well, luckily, you live in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, it's accurate because I don't know how to spell it. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, so tune in next Friday for another episode of Flashback where we do the spelling bee. Woohoo! It's going to be so bad. I'm a bad speller. Like, if I can see the word, I'm going to have to... Am I allowed to write the word as I try to spell yeah. it? You can okay. have pen and paper. Hey, can I uh, have a dictionary? No. I don't even think you get a dictionary, but you don't even know what letter it starts with. Mnemonic <laughs> T. Pneumonia. Does that start with a P? What's that yes. word? Was it Fedora? He thought Fedora was Yay. No! I thought Fedora was F A. You're you're <laughs> thinking of when I spelled pedophile. Good. I'm just flipping through the dictionary. Where's the pedophile PH? <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have found Fedora because you would have gone to F.A. <laughs> anyway. 
Kevin asks if she has tried on her wedding dress, and she says she's waiting until the last minute. Kevin says it's in 12 hours, which causes a noticeable panic in Kate. This, I had a thought about that. When she was just like, oh, I can't breathe when I put it on. Then size up. Yeah. Yeah. That, I don't know why, but that, like, really annoyed me. I was just like, I don't know. This skinny bitch complaining about how she can't fit into her dress. Just size up. Like, is it that big of a deal? Would you rather, like, have a smaller size that nobody knows what size you're wearing or one that you can breathe in? Oh, I thought the the minister shouts the dress size to the audience. You know, that actually does happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually put that um on the RSVP mm-hmm. and it says, and the bride will be wearing this size. Do you still want to come? We are gathered <laughs> here today. <laughs> We're gathered here today to honor this skinny girl. Oh, just kidding. Her dress size is huge. <laughs> <laughs> we had to grease the hall and get her hips in. <laughs> oh my God. People put, like, way too much stock in their appearance. Just be however you want to be. Oh, my God. Speaking of, so I was in professional development this week, and we're at a hotel, so we had, like, a catered lunch. It was, like, buffet. And the second day, I manifested a pasta bar, and it fucking happened. So pasta bar. I double up on pasta. I've got two rolls, and I got my dessert plate in the other hand, and I'm walking back to our room. And my boss sees me, and she was like, yeah, Lauren, double fisting. You're going to fit into that wedding dress? <gasps> and I was like, don't even, I was like joking. I was like, don't even say that to me right now. And then later they brought in cookies and I ran up to the cookie table and I got my cookie and she was like, oh, Lauren, you're going to fit into that wedding dress? I was like, bitch, stop saying that to me. What the hell? I was like, oh my God. I was kind of, the more I think about it, the more I pissed I get. I'm like, that's actually so rude. This is your boss? Yes. Okay. I have a I have a boss story. Jason, if you're listening, do not tell Adam. One of my coworkers listens to the podcast. Yeah, my honestly, it's not I don't video. think I don't think they listen anymore. But I showed Adam the forty time video. <laughs> you say we were slow. He was just like six seven. That's so slow. I was just like fuck off, and he wouldn't let it go. Well, he can't go run the 40. It's a lot harder than you think. And you know what happened like two days later? He's like, hey, I got too much salad. You want some for lunch? And I literally was just like, do you think I'm fat? It's taking forever to get through this fucking <laughs> <laughs> When you were like, oh, we only need two hours to record today. I was like, uh, are you sure? Okay, speed run it, go. He tells her that he knows that it's been fast, but this is right and he knows it's real. And then he says, I love you, Monica. She says that she loves him too, and they kiss, and there you go. What do you think about Kevin? I like that he was Castle. I've never even watched that show, but that's all I could picture. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's whatever. I totally want to watch Castle. I, I, there are so many shows that I want to watch that are like procedural, and I want to see like the character moments in between the case of the week. So I haven't like actually watched them just because I can't sit through another like. Oh, he was murdered, so we're going to dedicate 30 minutes to the actual crime and 15 minutes to the character. Sure. So he mentions that it's been fast, their engagement, I guess their just relationship in general. Which now I ask you two lovely ladies, what is the shortest an engagement should be and what is the longest it should be? I think it shortest, I think, depends on your age. Because I think if you're older and like 
your brain is fully developed and like you know what you want then like maybe like six months you're like yeah I this is what I want let's get married but I think like if you're 18 you shouldn't get engaged after six months longest I don't think there's a longest I think people have reasons for wanting to be married and to just wanting to have like a partnership instead of like legally getting married so I think if you don't want to get married don't get married that's not what an engagement is no but I'm just saying are you saying the time period between engagement and wedding yes I think you're talking about dating to get no 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 no. engage like how long because I always think about the office Pam was engaged for like three years Mm, I don't like when people are engaged this is what annoys me about bachelor nation is they always get engaged and then are just like we're just seeing how it goes okay so then you're dating then you're yeah. not engaged i think there is no too short of a time because like when you get engaged like that should be a 100 percent sure so you could engage today and marry tomorrow because that's what engaged is like you're fully committed to that i understand that if you like have a real wedding like there's a planning process i feel like two years max but that's just because the wedding industry is like so crazy that some people have to just book their venue out that far in advance i feel like any more than that and it's kind of like did you even actually want to get married or yeah i would say if it's on the longer end as long as you're like actively planning your wedding and like set a date then it's like okay whatever but like some people have like bougie weddings that are gonna take longer than like six months to plan I think like if the date is set who cares but if you're like just engaged and then like you're kind of in limbo then it's like all right that's what really annoyed me about grace and frankie i feel like nobody watches that show but love that show okay you know i don't remember the older sister's name and the guy that she was dating i don't even i don't remember any of their names it was so long ago but like the older sister was like a bitch and she was dating this Mm -hmm. really nice guy and she never wanted to get married but he wanted to get married so they're like let's just compromise and be engaged forever and i was like that's like not a compromise yeah i don't i feel like if you want to call it just like okay we are fully committed to each other but we're just not like legally married but that's not engaged because like i don't know it's kind of weird yeah i remember what you're talking about anyway back to the island finally (laughs) a disclaimer i think people can do whatever they want but if it was someone close to me that was engaged forever, I'd be like, you're being annoying. But like, if you've been engaged forever, I won't yuck anybody's yum. Do whatever you want. I will say, I feel like you and I disagree on what I'm about to say. Ooh. The people who got married during COVID, lucky bastards. Just like, quick, do it, get it over with, you're married. Instead of like doing the whole song and dance. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I think do what you want to do. I mean, I've gotten a lot of... um opinions about how I'm getting married and just like this is what I want to do this is what we want to do this is the thing I get the most they go I'll be like oh yeah we're just like eloping at the courthouse and then they go and then you're gonna have a party later and I go no they're like oh you're gonna want to have a big party and I'm like no I literally don't that's like the whole point they're like no like you are but shut the fuck up no I don't want that so thank you Back on the island, Pickett grabs Kate for work, and she asks why Sawyer does not get to come. Pickett says that he has the day off, so Kate refuses to go without him. Sawyer tells her to just go, and she that she again says no. Pickett caves and grabs Sawyer, saying he would not want to break up the team. In this moment, Kate says, you break the rocks and I haul them. Which is so weird, because that's not what they were supposed to do. Yeah, later on, they're just both breaking rocks. Yeah, like in... Was it Stranger in a Strange Land or Glass Ballerina where they first started breaking the rocks? I think it was Glass Ballerina. When they first we haven't even had working... an episode called Stranger in a Strange Land. 
Sorry, I'm thinking of Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. In Tale of Two Cities, or the Glass Ballerina, they start working on what they're doing on the island. And he tells Kate to break the rocks and Sawyer to haul them. And when Kate, when Sawyer kisses Kate, he says, you look so cute swinging the pickaxe. So they've established that is their job. So in this episode, they just flipped it. Who cares? Would I look so cute swinging a pickaxe? Absolutely. That's that's the whole reason we're playing tennis, because like swinging a, a racket <laughs> is similar to a pickaxe. Thank you. Desmond covers Echo's body as Locke examines his cross. Nikki asks what happened to Echo, and Locke lies, saying it must have been one of the bears. Nikki asks if they will carry him back, and Locke says that they're going to bury him there. Desmond asks why, and Locke explains that there's been too many funerals at camp lately, and no one should see him this way. Is he, like, fucked up? Well, I mean, the monster threw him into a bunch of trees, so, yeah. But, I mean, Boone was fucked up, too. For that. True. <laughs> Maybe Locke was like, I am not coming back from this fucking plane with another fucked up yeah. dead person. People are gonna stop coming into the jungle with me. Locke says that he will go back for shovels, and Saeed says he will join him. Locke says no need, but Saeed says it's not safe to go alone, clearly not trusting Locke, so he complies. Why do you think Locke lied about what killed Echo? I don't really know, to be honest. I thought it was just, like, generic, like, he doesn't want to scare people. He doesn't want to cause a panic. But maybe, like, when he looked into the eye of the monster, he saw, like, way more than we even know. And he's like, he knows, obviously, he knows the monster killed Echo. And he's kind of like, I don't know, I just feel like he probably thinks there's some deeper shit going on. Saeed asks what killed Echo, and Locke tells him he doesn't have a name for it, but everyone calls it the monster, and asks if Saeed believes in monsters. Saeed said he believes in what he can see, which obviously Locke has seen it, and asks what he thinks it is. I'm under the impression that Saeed has seen it too now, because in last episode, The Cost of Living, when they found Echo and the monster was hovering over him the first time, Saeed had like a really like confused face. So the only thing that makes sense is if he giant if he saw a giant cloud of black smoke. So I think everyone's on the same page now. Because only so many characters have seen the monster at this point. But mm-hmm. anyway, Said asks what he thinks it is, and Locke says it might be what brought them to the island. Said asks if Locke thinks the monster decided Echo was meant to die, and Locke says he thinks Echo died for a reason. He is just not sure what that reason is. Said then asks why he lied, saying he knows they are not going to camp, and Locke says they are, but they're just taking a detour. Where did you think they were going before it was revealed later? I actually did not have a guess. I was just along for the ride. We only got two scenes with this group in this episode, just here and then later at the funeral. Yeah, it was kind of random. I was like, when the episode started and we were getting all the different, like, sections, I was kind of like, damn, this is this is a lot going on. What do you think about Locke's theory that the monster might be what brought them to the island? I just feel like he must have seen something specific because I was like, that's kind of a stretch, bro. But then also, you know, we saw like Echo's whole flashback story in the smoke. So like, maybe. I, I really don't know. Kate watches as Sawyer moves slowly and mopes around when the alarm goes off, revealing there is a compound breach. Pickett gets guns on Sawyer and Kate and asks the radio if Jack got out again. He asks if he knows and how the hell she got there when a rock takes out a guard. Alex comes running in with a slingshot and takes out another guard. She tells Kate and Sawyer to run when Pickett points a gun at her. 
She asks if he's really going to shoot her, knowing he won't, and asks what they did to Carl. Pickett says that she knows she's not supposed to be there and to calm down, and she asks where Carl is and then says she wants to talk to Ben. Pickett agrees and tells her to lower her slingshot when a guard grabs her, and as they drag her away, she warns Kate they are going to kill her boyfriend the same way they killed hers. And then Kate looks over at Sawyer. Thoughts? Um, Every time I see Alex, I get a little stressed out because... I just really, really want her to be reunited with Danielle. And I feel like it's not going to happen. Like, she's really, she's cruising for a bruising. I'm just worried about her and I, I need her to survive. When Alex said they're going to kill your boyfriend, who did you think she met? I was kind of going back and forth, but I assumed Sawyer just because, like, Alex hasn't seen Kate and Jack interact and also was like well why would they kill jack like they need him that logic makes a lot of sense i did immediately think jack and it wasn't until this moment that i realized it could have been about sawyer (laughs) it was about Sawyer. yeah i know what do you think happened to alex after all this Mm, i don't know i'm hoping he just put her in timeout and then they were like be a good girl (laughs) do you have any thoughts on what happened to carl think they killed him i feel like he's just like locked up somewhere he's in the room i have no idea i did not kit up what the room oh they continue working when kate overhears juliet telling pickett the schedule has been moved up she then tells kate to throw a bag over her head and come with her kate asks why she would do that and juliet tells her that pickett is going to kill sawyer but if she comes with her there's something she can do to save him Kate then looks at Sawyer and agrees, putting the bag on her head. I love how blunt Juliet was with that. Like, why the hell would I go with you? Well, because he's going to kill Sawyer. I understand, like, why she's being stubborn. Like, I would be really pissed off if people were keeping me captive. But I also think, like, I'm a weenie. So if they were just, like, put this bag on your head, I'd be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was just kind of annoying me that she was, like, fighting back. Because I was like, what? do you think you're gonna get out of that she didn't it wasn't just like resistance with words she like pick up she picked up the pickaxe like she was like maybe gonna like swing it at her and like we know you're not gonna like i understand why she's angry but it's just like what do you think you're gonna get out of this like you're just gonna piss him off more how you feeling about kate resident kate hater this episode well i'll talk about my feelings about her in the flashback at the end But I think through the main story on the island, it was mostly just me being annoyed by her being so stubborn, but also trying to be like, okay, well, I would also be upset if I was being held hostage. That's the same thing that we, that Laura and I have been talking about with Jack. We're like, all of Jack's like normal tendencies are like justified in this moment because he's literally being held captive. I personally wouldn't have reacted that way, but I feel that you can justify people's bad reactions when they're being kept in a cage. So, you know, I respect that. In the next flashback, Kate wears an ugly dress and looks in the mirror as Kevin's mother walks in. She says- It was ugly. (laughs) I hated that wedding dress. Oh yeah, it was awful. She says Kate looks beautiful and they discuss the excited cops outside. Kate says mother-in-laws are not supposed to be so nice and Suzanne gives her a necklace saying that her mother gave it to her on her wedding day, telling her one day she would give it to her daughter. But she had four boys, so she's giving it to Kate. You know how pissed I would be if I gave birth four times and did not have a single girl? I know how pissed off you would be if you gave gave birth. Once. (laughs) 
If I'm going to give birth, it better be a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good with any of the genders. But they better be an Ohio State fan or they're out of the will. I think about that often. Like, I really, if I had a kid, if they were one of those assholes that were like, oh, I root for the opposite team just to get a rise out of the family. I'd be like, fuck off. And then I'm in the back, like, giving them 20 bucks to say they're rooting for the other team. (laughs) That's literally Andrew. His dad is a Michigan fan. He's from Michigan. And, like, Andrew was, like, raised as a Michigan fan. And then he decided, well, I think it was because, like, his one of his friends on his whatever team was an Ohio State fan. And he was just like, oh, I'm going to do that. And his mom, who like doesn't really care about football, like eggs it on and is like, oh, I'm an Ohio State fan too, like just to piss his dad off. And so his dad is now the only Michigan fan in their immediate family and everybody else likes Ohio State just to piss him off. But that's okay, though, because that that's evil turning good. That's a redemption exactly arc. that worked out in my favor. Because I would never date a Michigan fan. Let me tell you that. I actually went on a couple dates with a girl when I was in high school. And I was like, I don't really see this working out. But like, I'll give it a chance. And she revealed to me she was a Michigan fan. I was like, well, that's the end of that. Yesterday when Zane and I were playing tennis and we weren't on the same team, he kept missing his serves. And he was like getting really angry. And so I was playing with my friend Branch and we're like, oh, we'll just like get him like really riled up and he won't be able to surf it so i said i never liked ohio state i was always a michigan fan and then he immediately double faulted and then brandon was like and they were dead the whole time (laughs) (laughs) pissed me off i even called it out i was like they're trying to make me mad i need to take a couple deep breaths and then i double faulted (laughs) and then you really got riled up And then fucking Devin was like, yeah, Zane's got an anger problem. And I'm like, we're on the same team. (laughs) Kate puts on the necklace and smiles, saying it's perfect. I thought it was kind of an ugly necklace, too, for the record. At the wedding, the priest says that he was struck by her honesty and devotion to Kevin. They are really just, like, hammering home Mm -hmm. that point. It's like, oh, this is real. I love you, Monica. You're honesty to i did think that was weird because when he was just like i love you monica i was like if you if we were like having a conversation and you like said my name like that i'd be like bitch what (laughs) actually that's so real andrew never says my name and one time we were doing something and he was just like he was like lauren and i was like ew it's like why did you say (laughs) my name it was so weird i say his name a lot i think but he never says my name and i was like oh why did you why are you talking to me like that you know, now that you mentioned that, okay, peeling back the curtain a little bit for our Instagram. Check out our Instagram for Hottie of the Week posts. Lauren makes the Instagram posts. Uh, I have to send her all the pictures because she can't do any Google searches and risk spoilers. So once a week, I send her about 17 photos of the Hottie of the Week, and one of them is good and the rest are blurry. At one point, she texted me back, Zane, this photo is so blurry. And I was like, is she mad? Why did she randomly just throw my name in there? I don't even remember doing that. <laughs> it threw me off. Yeah. Like, if when people say my name, I'm like, what do you want from me? <laughs> Why would you call me that? I find that so weird. There are certain people who, you know how, like, people say, oh, say someone's name. It, like, helps you connect with them. So, like, I know a lot of people who will just randomly say my name. Like, my boss does it. She'll be like just say my name in conversation and i'm like stop we're like we're not like romantically involved stop talking to me like priest then shares a story of kevin saying what he loves most about kate is what you see is what you get 
Would you be okay if Andrew said that or if I said that? I feel like that's a bit weird. I I would just be like, okay. <laughs> like, that's like, what you love most about me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that because I'm, if you're just saying, like, I'm just a very surface level person. Like, I have no deeper content to me. Like, uh, okay. Like, I don't I hope think for that- me... If what you see is what you get, oh shit, you're screwed because I look like a, <laughs> a goblin most of the time. I think I I like Kevin. I don't think he's like a bad person or like misogynist or anything like that. I do think it's a really weird comment to say like the thing that you love most about your wife is what you see is what you get. But I really think that all of this was just continuing to beat the dead horse of like, oh, look at the deception. Yeah, that's all it is. That's just like something they had to put in there to just really drive it home that like she's a liar. They drew they drove it home after the scene where he's like, This is real, and then calls it a fake name. Everything else is just a little too much. It makes me think of that like viral TikTok of the girl with like the purple hair whose like husband said horrible vows to her. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? And oh her, my and she God. was just like, I thought that they were funny. No, you didn't, Queen. Um, so yeah, if someone was like, what he loves about you most is what you see is what you get, I'd be like, okay, I'm not saying I do. I'm actually walking out right now. <laughs> I would never put like details of my relationship online. Like I know that like you're literally sitting here and we're doing a podcast, but like we don't talk about like our daily lives. Couch guy and, and the girl fighting for her life in the comments, like I do not need thousands of people sharing their opinions on my relationship because I'm very insecure. I don't think that they meant to share intimate details of their relationship. I think that was just an unfortunate event. Yeah, that was just, you know, supposed to be a cutesy little video, but then everybody was like, mm, sus. So, I, I mean, it was sus. He was definitely cheating. Minister pronounces them married and they kiss, big smiles, and they walk down the aisle. Back on the island, Juliet leads Kate into the room and on the other side of the looking glass, takes off the bag. Jack and Kate lock eyes and touch the glass. You know what I was thinking about? I was like, that's weird that they're touching the glass to each other. I wouldn't do that. No? I'd probably do a simple wave. Um, But that was weird to me. Juliet gives them privacy and they ask each other if they are okay. He asks where they're keeping her and she tells him about the cages, Sawyer, and whatever they're working on. Jack asks if they hurt her, and she begins to cry, which is very relatable. Anytime someone asks me if I'm okay, it makes me want to cry. (laughs) I'm like, should I not be? Do I look rough? He tells her it will be okay, and she tells him that he has to do the operation. Jack asks what they did to her or what they offered her to make her ask him to do it, and she initially says nothing, but then admits that the others plan to kill Sawyer, and Jack's look says it all. She tells him that they said if he does it, they will let them all go, and Jack asks if she believes them. Kate says she has to, and then he tells the cameras that they are done as Kate pleads with him, Ben then tells Juliet to get her out of there. Your thoughts on the long-awaited reunion between Jack and Kate? Uh, Whatever, on the reunion. I was more interested in just, like, how stubborn Jack is, and I I just feel like his jealousy was really showing in a, in a point where like so much more going on. I also think it's interesting that this was the threat they went with, because I feel like if they had just told Jack, we're going to kill Kate, if you don't do this, like he would have done it. So yeah, it was quite weird. Wasn't it? I just feel like that's they, the others have such a good read on these people. They know everything about them. But then with this one, I just feel like they really like, you know, drop the ball because if they had just brought her in 
put a gun to her head and said, do the operational overshoot her. It would have taken all of Jack's power away because, you know, later on what he's able to do, you know what I mean? I'm just like, if they had her like on the other side of the glass in the operating room with a gun to her head, do the surgery, he's going to do it. Why do you think Jack reacted the way he did when Kate said that they were going to kill Sawyer? Because he's jealous as hell. Interesting. What? At this point, Jack's like not going to do the surgery. He's not even going to pretend to do it like Juliet asked him to, right? And he probably thought he wasn't going to make it out of it. It's interesting to me. Kate has made her decision here. Okay. And that broke his heart. Why did that break his heart, though? Because she chose Sawyer. They were going to kill all of them if he didn't do the surgery. But she specifically is like, you have to do it because they're going to kill Sawyer. You don't think they're going to kill Jack if they let Ben die? They didn't explicitly say, like, we're going to shoot Jack in the head. Yeah, I don't think it's that that deep. I think Jack sees it that way. But I don't really think, I think regardless of her being in love with Sawyer or anything that happens, like, I think Kate... You know, we can say a lot of bad things about Kate, but I think she truly cares about other people. And if it, even if it was like Claire in that cage and they said, we're going to kill Claire, I think she'd still go to Jack and be like, you have to do it. They're going to kill Claire. I, I don't think it's it's deeper because it's Sawyer, but I think she would have done that for anyone. I agree. Great analysis. I will make a request. Stop saying it's not that deep because it always is that deep with this show. I just think that Jack is taking it a little personally. Yeah, yeah. that's Jack in the show. Yeah. Like, as a Jate fan, this scene breaks my heart. I, like, what do you want her to do? Like, not care? Yeah. yeah. In the version, back. in your version, where she, if she picks Jack, what, she shows up and she's like, do whatever you want, hun. Like, fuck that guy. Do, you don't want to do that surgery? Don't do it. I only want you, babe. Yeah, it makes no <laughs> well, she sense. She could have just said, they're gonna kill us. But that's not what they said. They said, we're going to kill Sawyer. They didn't say, we're going to kill all three of you. She's just saying what she heard. Yeah, like she's been in a cage. She's only really had Sawyer to talk to. Now they're going to fucking kill him. I'd be crying too. My only friend. I would have been crying in the bag on the whole way there. I would have been crying when we said hello. I would have been crying while I was smacking rocks. I would have been crying this whole time. Yeah. The fact that she kept it together that long, kudos to her. And the other thing is, like, lock me in a cage with anybody, and I'm probably going to fall in love with them. Yeah. I mean, let Screw alone, like, the this. one Sawyer had the proximity bias. Exactly. I'm just saying, Object like. Object permanence. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I still, I'm a state shipper through and through. I still think she's going to end up with Jack. Like, I don't think this is, I've read enough romance books. Sometimes the first person that she gets with, like, if it's too early on, like, that's that's not going to last. I still think. You know, I I don't know. Lock me in a cage with a hot guy. We're going to bang. Just saying. Sorry, parents. (laughs) As a a Jate fan, this scene breaks my heart. But like as like an unbiased fan, Jack was being a little much here. But he redeems himself later, in my opinion. In the next flashback, at the grocery store, Kate gets a call from Kevin who asks what's for dinner. That pissed me off. It's taco night. I don't know what it is about like men just assuming that women are going to make dinner. Shut up. You Andrew asks me that like every single day. He says, what are we doing for dinner? And the reason he asks that question is because he knows that at least 50% of the time, I'm going to say, I have no idea. You better bring me something. Because <laughs> if I don't make dinner, then he picks it up on his way home from work. So he always calls me and he says, what are we doing for dinner? And I'll be like, get me canes. 
Oh, Love I could canes. eat canes every day of my life. Love canes. Oh my god. What's our dinner experience like, Catherine? Zane always wants spicy miso pasta because I made it for him one time and he's obsessed with it. So good. That sounds good. But I actually make that for me. I like had an obsession with it before we dated. So when we started dating, it was like on the end of my obsession. So I was like, well, no, I'm not really interested in it. So he basically, he doesn't ask me what's for dinner. He asks, will you make me spicy miso pasta? And I always say no. And then I make him something with vegetables that he doesn't like. Or I eat girl dinner. um, Mm -hmm. And he's not interested in my girl dinners. Yesterday. Yesterday, I had beet girl dinner. (laughs) You had what? Girl dinner, you know, girl dinner. Oh, where it's I like, thought you it's said not real. It's girl dinner. Yeah, I thought you said I had a beet girl dinner, and no. I was like, no, like I you ate beet girl dinner. Peak. Okay, okay. What'd you have? I had watermelon. Mm-hmm. I had cottage cheese and mustard. Oh God, that is a terrible <laughs> girl dinner. The, it was the cottage cheese and mustard mixed together. The watermelon was not in there. No, now watermelon it, wasn't in there. Now that it makes it much better. But apparently, according to Kate's research... I they- thought that I had just, like, created something because I ate cottage cheese and mustard, and I was like, holy shit, that was so good. And so I, like, Googled it. Apparently, there's, like, this whole, like, TikTok diet going on with cottage cheese and mustard. And I said, I'm so skinny because I just thought about myself. I was like, I'm literally tiny. Lighter than a pound. <laughs> I know. That's... I've but never I- heard of that. That's disgusting. It was, I- um... It was some it was spicy brown mustard. But I have like a weird thing where I don't like to stir things together. I like it to be like layered. Like in like a Chipotle burrito bowl, do I will not mix it together. I need to eat it in the layers. So I saw a video this morning when I was doing my research where they mixed the mustard and the cottage cheese together and that repulsed me. Yeah, like, that's crossing the line. <laughs> but like a layer of spicy brown mustard on top of the cottage cheese. Now that was delicious. I would do that the again. Thing is, I like cottage cheese and I love spicy brown mustard, but I just can't. I When I put stuff in cottage cheese, I like sweet stuff. So fruit mm-hmm. or like Andrew, his mom makes jam. And like, so he'll just put a scoop of his mom's jam in the cottage cheese and like not fully mix it, but kind of marble it, if you will. And that's delicious. But I don't know about mustard. and I, I'm i actually, that's kind of grossing me out. <laughs> it was so good. I would do it again. Okay, I might have to ban you from being on the podcast for a while because we just, we don't even talk about loss half the time. <laughs> I know, but it's so good. I don't know how we got here. I'm sorry. Oh, again, it's the first. Every time we have flashback, we just get so distracted. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll just turn around. Go on. She says she'll be home soon, and they exchange "I love yous." And then Kate runs to a payphone in the rain. Hey, Kate. Let me just uh, swing you around. She ran to that payphone in the rain. Oh my god! Every time it's raining, Zane goes. You know, you get less wet if you walk. What the fuck? Was that like on a Mythbusters thing? It was was on a Mythbusters. And he is like, I didn't see the Mythbusters. I don't believe you, first of all. I didn't. And second of all, shut up. (laughs) She's always like, I gotta run to my car. And I'm like, you'll get more wet if you run. Yeah, but I get there faster. So Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm on team Kate here. Which one? Well, they're kind of well, they, they're both thing. running in the rain, so <laughs> you know I'm right if me and character Kate are on the right side. That rarely happens. Or you're wrong. You say that Kate's always wrong. The few times you guys overlap. No, she has her wrong. moments. Sometimes she slays. 
She sets a timer and calls Marshall Mars. He tells his guy to start tracing the call, and Mars says it's been a while since she last called, and Kate says she doesn't want to run anymore. Mars asks what his name is and if he knows about her, and Kate tells him she knows that he does not want to chase her anymore and that she really likes him, him being Kevin, and just to let her go. Mars says that if she stays put and settles down, he will stop chasing her, but they both know it won't happen. And then the timer goes off and Kate hangs up. Thoughts, Lauren? I knew the Marshall was going to show up in this episode. I had like a crazy theory that the Marshall was going to be Kevin's best man, that they were going to like pan to him in the wedding. Cause I still feel like, good. I feel like there's some connection with the Marshall. Like if they want to make flashbacks interesting. Kate needs to bang that Marshall. I don't know why, but I just feel like there's so much <laughs> tension there. But well, in a cage together. Yeah, they would. They would. I'm just saying, I feel like there's a lot of tension there. And I knew he was going to show up. And then, but this, it was, you know, whatever. Lauren, I want you to listen to this. This is from episode 16 of season two, The Whole Truth. Kate kind of just seems like an irresponsible girly. You know, she was once married. I keep forgetting about that. Okay, not to get off topic. Was she married to Tom? No, because he was married and had a child. We haven't addressed who she was married to. Okay. Okay. We just know that, quote, it didn't last long. Okay. Married to the Marshall. <laughs> no. I'll just tell you no. now she was not married to him. You really think she could marry a fucking lawman? I'm just, just, you know. See what I, I did you. there? I can't <laughs> stand you. <sighs> <laughs> Oh man, when I did that, I was like, she's gonna be pissed. <laughs> Whatever. So again, this is this scene was basically just like Kate's a runner, Kate's a track star. She a runner, she a track star. At this point, Lauren, did you think that the Mars meant it? That the Mar- that the Marshall meant it when he said, I will stop chasing you? No, he was just taunting her because he knows she's not gonna stop running. Of course he's not gonna stop chasing her. She's a fugitive. That's his job. Kate says Oh, she should just stop running. Simple as that. No, I I thought he's just taunting her because he's just saying like, he knows she's incapable. He knows her very well. Intimately, some might say. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, they at least kissed or something. Juliet returns Kate to her cage and comments on how she cares for Sawyer when Kate notices that his cage is empty. She asks where he is and Juliet says she's sorry that Kate was unable to help them. Pickett returns Sawyer to his cage, not before kicking his ass first, even getting Juliet to tell him to lay off. Pickett apologizes to Juliet and tells Sawyer that if he has anything he wants to say to Kate, he best say it tonight. And then the others leave, and Sawyer asks how Kate's day was. That's so selfless of him. (laughs) I'm surprised that Kate didn't list off every single thing she ate that day. (laughs) Well, I have to list off because you never asked me how my day was. You don't have to do it today because I'll be with you for every meal. Yeah. They really, really stress like the Sawyer might die today in this episode. Like, oh, the cage is empty. And and then like later in the episode. But like if it had they not killed Echo in the episode prior, I might have bought it the first time around. But like at no point did I think they were going to kill two major characters in back to back episodes. Well, that's how I felt in Game of Thrones. Like they were just killing people. 
And I was like, oh. I was like 70% sure that he wasn't going to die. But the thing is, with this show, as much as I try, you know, to go in blind, there are some things I just kind of like know. Like if they held a gun to Jack's head, I know he's not going to die. Like I'm, I'm confident in that. But I don't actually know anything about Sawyer going forward. So like I have no confidence that they weren't going to shoot him in the head. And so, oh, so you thought I, he could have died today. I, I didn't really think so. Cause I was like, that would be stupid. But when they had the gun to his head, I kind of knew, okay, the walkie's going to come in and it's going to stop the situation. But I still went like, I was covering my eyes. Cause I was like, if they kill Sawyer right now, I'm out. I'm done with this. So. Do you know how disappointed people would be? Cause you always say that you're like, oh, if they kill Saeed or or Son or Sawyer, I'm done. You really are gonna get halfway through the show, halfway through the podcast, and just be like, I'm done. No, I wouldn't stop. But like, I I have horrible reactions to people dying. Game of Thrones wrecked me internally. Like that was such a hard watch for me because they had no qualms about just like pop pop dead. So that that's very difficult for me. The Walking Dead. Again, this is me pitching that Lauren, we should do the Walking Dead podcast after this. But they, for the most part, early on, they didn't really care if they would kill someone. Sometimes there were scenes where it didn't make any sense story-wise. Like their arc was nowhere near complete and they just fucking shot him in the head. And I was like, holy shit, they do not care. So my friend really, really wants me to watch The Walking Dead we were driving to LA and we were talking about shows and she was like, Oh my God, you've never seen it. You have to watch it. And I was telling her that you really want me to watch it. And I was, she was like, you have to do it. You have to do it. I'm still adamantly against it, but there's someone well, we on your about, side. We got about 50 episodes of the podcast left for me to convince you. <laughs> Good luck. It'll happen. Guys, if you want Lauren to watch the walking dead, let's hear it in the comments. It's too many seasons. But they're shorter seasons. I don't care. I, I'm so... No, it took you 20 years to convince me to watch Lost. I don't think this is good luck. Talking about when I'm 50. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're you're pushing... You're gonna be dead before you know it. Why do you keep saying this? The other day, he told me I was pushing 40. I'm 27. He was like, you're pushing 40. To be fair, when I was like... 19 i was like once you're turned 22 you might as well be dead because i was like <laughs> no i was like turning 18 it's fun turning 21 is fun turning 22 you might as well be dead yeah you, you turn 21 awesome i can drink now the only major milestone after that is oh i'm kicked off my parents insurance yeah yeah at the funeral Locke tells echo that his prayer sick fell on top of him after the hatch imploded he said it did not feel right to bury him without it, and he says he likes to think Echo died for a reason, and that he hopes it is not too long for them to figure out why. Block then sticks the stick into the ground and bangs a rock on top of it, and he tells Echo to rip in peace and thanks him for helping him find his way. When he stops, and he notices that the sunlight has fallen on the stick just right, highlighting lift up your eyes and look north, John, 305. Did you mean to say rip in peace? Like, were you joking just with, like, yeah. no tone to your voice? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Rip in peace or rip in pepperoni. Okay. okay. So what do you make of that? 
It's either going to be like north is the direction they need to go to find the others or like, oh, look up in the trees. There's a... I, I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Locke's back on his cult shit. I'm just going to say that. He is. He's like, there's a reason that he died. Yeah, the reason is that, like, you guys dragged him out into the jungle. No, he dragged himself out into the jungle. I was going to say, Echo loved the church. Yeah, I forgot. He dragged himself out of the jungle and then he got fucked up by the smoke monster. Like, sometimes it's not that deep. It's deep. Uh, resident, former cult member. What is John 305? That would be me. Should I read it like a youth pastor? Yes, please. Yes, please. Jesus answered. Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. I did a little context digging. I looked at John 304 and John 306, and they're basically just talking about, like, being reborn again through the spirit. Because it talks about, like, oh, how can you be born again as an adult? You can't re-enter your mom's womb. And then it's like, flesh can only birth flesh, but the spirit can birth the spirit. Why would he, I'm confused because I literally thought that he was like labeling that verse John 305, but. No, it was two script or two carvings next to each other and the light oh, fell on both of them. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I thought it was like, this is the verse and it is, okay, I, I see what's happening. So I was confused by that verse. I don't understand how it relates to lift up your eyes and look north or the you, story. I mean, you should. <laughs> Or the story, like, going forward in general, my only thought was just, like, how Echo's storyline, he was, like, kind of, like, reborn again from his, like, crazy-ass life to being, like, a good guy on the island. But other than that, I was, I don't know, I'm not sure how that relates. I mean, you should. What do you mean? This comes into play. <laughs> yeah, I just don't remember. You clearly don't. <laughs> Back on Hydra Island, Kate tells Sawyer about seeing Jack and how they want him to do surgery on Ben. Sawyer asks who Ben is, which I love when they do that. Because, like, they treat all the characters sometimes like they should all be on the same page, even though they aren't. So I like it when, when Sawyer's is like, who the fuck is Ben? Because I don't even know how Kate knows. Henry Gale. Okay. Because <laughs> up until the dock, Kate and Sawyer had never seen Henry because they weren't part of the they inner circle. Henry? No, they weren't part of the inner circle. It wasn't until... Nope, that's not true. That, that's not true because it was after lockdown that they saw Henry. Sawyer didn't, but you know Sawyer was off being a dick and stealing guns. I feel like I have forgotten more about Lost ever since I started doing this podcast. Yeah, because you usually watch all the seasons in one day. That's true. I, I, I This is the longest it's taken me to finish a, a watch there in a long time. Sawyer asks if they are bait and Kate confirms. So basically, it's it's now established with, with this conversation and everything that happened with Jack and Kate. But basically, the whole reason they took the four of them to the dock was Hurley was the messenger. They needed Jack to do the surgery. They needed Kate to get Jack to cooperate. And they needed Sawyer to get Kate to cooperate. When really you were right, they could have just used Kate. Yeah, for sure. But here's the thing. Kate could, if Sawyer wasn't there and he wasn't a factor, Kate might have just been like, don't do it, let me die. Like yeah, she Jack does would later. Never, Jack would never let her die. They could have done this without Sawyer, but they needed them to bang in a cage. And I needed that too. So I'm glad for that decision. 
Sawyer commends Jack for not being dumb enough to do the surgery, and Kate shares that she told him to do it. Sawyer asks why she would say something that's stupid, and Kate tells him it was to save his life. Sawyer says he does not need saving, and Kate tells him that Pickett is just waiting for his chance to kill him as she begins to climb out of the cage. Sawyer tells her to stop, and she tells him to stop pretending that he doesn't care, and he tells her to stop again. And she tells him to shut up, calling him James, and says if he does not want Jack to save his life, then he needs to save it himself, and they are escaping now. He tells her to stop, but she breaks the lock and opens the door. She tells him to run, but Sawyer tells her that she should run because he's not going to because there's nowhere to run. He then tells her that they're not on the main island, and Kate asks when he was going to tell her this, shoving him. He says he never was going to, and Kate asks why he wouldn't tell her, and Sawyer says so she would believe they had a chance. She begins to cry and kisses him. He asks what that was for, and she says she does not know, and then they fuck. Nice. <laughs> they were they were like getting hot and heavy up against those bars, and all I could think is like there are cameras on them, and what if the others just whipped on that electricity on the bars? You know Ouch. what I love is that those bars aren't electric. What? The button is that if you parse it three times, it shocks you, but the bars aren't electric at all. But then how was, how does that work? Because wasn't Sawyer's whole plan earlier that someone was going to step in the puddle and then touch the bars and get electrocuted? Sawyer was going to grab him, Ben, and then press the button three times and have the electricity channel through him to Ben. Oh, I thought it was the bars that were going to shock them. Okay, okay, okay. So, you asshole, behind the scenes, because I put that in my notes, Zane fucking pauses the recording to be like, hey, make sure you make that comment about the electricity just so you could tell me that I'm stupid. You're such a dick. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what do we think about the the christening of the sate ship? She's going to get a UTI for sure. Definitely. I loved it. It was great. Good job. Catherine, you had a different opinion. Did I? We were watching it and you said, honestly, this gives me the ick. No, no, no. What gave me the ick was when Kate was like climbing out of the cage and she's like, James, uh, James, I don't want you to die, James. Honestly, and then he's like, oh, there's nowhere to run, Kate. And then she's like banging into his cage and she's like crying and then they're like kissing and I was like, oh my God. I think the only thing that I think is weird is how she just like all of a sudden is going to call him James like I guess some people do that like you're in a relationship with someone who always goes by a nickname like the girlfriend will call them by their actual name Catherine and yeah anytime Zane calls me Catherine it's like a silly goofy mood like if he was trying to be like Mm, Catherine I'd be like what the fuck yeah I think I think it was supposed to be intimate like oh I'm calling you by your real name but I'm like mm, whatever so <laughs> yeah I do like that my nickname for you is your name yeah I I don't know um but I loved it but you know I love angst I love tension I, you know oh a hostage situation where they might die we should probably beg whatever this is a hard episode for me <laughs> Get over it. 
in the next flashback, Kate serves Kevin breakfast. So she's just like housewife now. She's cooking. She doesn't have a job, apparently. She's waiting on the on the on the stoop waving as he drives off to work. It's um it's like um that movie. Oh, don't worry, darling. It's like don't worry, darling. Seen it. somebody asked me recently we were talking about movies and i was like oh i think oppenheimer has a good chance of sweeping the oscars and somebody uh, barbie so- was better okay and somebody was just like did you think don't worry darling deserved an oscar nomination and i was like no that movie's fucking terrible somebody that i know like they were discussing oh should we see oppenheimer like is it good and somebody responded like yeah i thought it was really good but just like beware there's graphic nudity i was like there's this was I was like, no, but I just like was not ready for like because I knew Florence Pugh was gonna be in it. Love her. Um, I wasn't ready for her to like only be topless the whole time she was in it. I knew that there that she was gonna be topless. I didn't know she was gonna be topless. I knew there was nudity. But so I just thought that comment was so funny. He was like, there's graphic nudity. I was like, it's tits. Like, is that graphic? You like, said I've never seen well, those before. I, I, mean, I yeah. mean, the sex scene was a little like yeah, I guess, but like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it wasn't that good. Go watch HBO, bro. Like, they're like, you know what this this movie about nuclear bombs needs? Hardcore penetration. Yeah, I think it was more just like the shock factor for me because like I didn't realize that there was gonna be titties. Yeah, there I think titties. it's shocking when like a big named actor or actress I and mean, it's typically an actress like oh I my god like, like when jennifer lawrence was full frontal nudity yeah that was crazy exactly. shocked me i think when it's they, like a big they did that on purpose though because when she got naked they didn't show anything and so you're like yeah of course jennifer lawrence isn't gonna be naked and then she runs out of the beach butt ass naked and you're like oh my god that's her vagina <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i read that i think it was india cgi'd a dress onto florence Pugh and oppenheimer um and i was just like you know honestly as i was watching the movie i was like honestly i feel like it would be even weirder if she was just in a dress in this moment it's like in have you guys ever watched outlander no no okay outlander has so many sex scenes but most of the time they're like fully clothed which is like always so weird to me it's like intense sex scenes but they're like fully fucking clothes and i'm just like what the fuck i don't know it's it's really weird i've always thought it was weird on like sitcoms and shit how like post sex scenes the girl has the covers like all the way up to her neck like i've never had sex but i can't imagine that afterwards you're just like oh i cannot show any skin must be decent i've also never had sex but i agree (laughs) I've also never had sex, um, but it's just weird to me, similar to how the girl always has the blanket pulled all the way up, the guy, you can always see his chest. So it's like, why don't we yeah. both get under the blanket or nobody under the blanket? It's always the sheet is here and then it drapes down to only cover hips down on the guy. Like I was, it's always the same. I'm like, I said, I've if never anything, had sex, but if I did, I don't think it would happen like that. I've also never had sex, and if I did, I feel like, (laughs) yeah, I agree. Well, every hundred times I've had sex, we always keep the covers down. (laughs) How many times are we going to make that joke? (laughs) Stop. As many as we want. That's disgusting.
I had a question at the beginning of the podcast. Oh my god. No, not that, not that. Something okay. Different. No, we're not talking about that. I'll tell you later, Lauren. Um, I had a question at the beginning of the podcast that I was going to ask, but I was like, it'd be a really weird question to ask my sister. But when Nathan Fillion's like, hey, want to get it on? I immediately turned and looked at Kate and I was like, would that line work on you? No. <laughs> she- like, that would be immediately ick. I don't care if I'm engaged I, to you. For one thing, not that I've ever had sex, but if I had and someone tried to role play with me, that's not something I would be capable of doing. So, like, him, like, pretending to be a cop and then her opening the door and being like, when I get it on, I would have. He is a cop. No, I know, but, like, I can you imagine me, like, role playing my no, own job? No, because you, you can't take a moment and be serious ever no. <laughs> the only time that you don't immediately take like an intense like relationship moment and make it silly is if we're fighting yeah so i'm trying to be like romantic and shit Sometimes and you're we're just fighting i also don't take that seriously yeah, <laughs> we're watching fucking love island and like this guy's like giving a speech about how he loves her so much and he's she's just like how come you never say that and i was like because i look i gave her a look like i was gonna say something and she immediately started laughing uh yeah i'm not gonna comment on any of that because i've never had sex and also you're my brother so i'm not gonna talk to you about that but yeah i don't know people who know me know the answer to that what is six is that the number after five yeah i've never i've never counted above five in my life but people who know me my friends know the answer to that question on the island they cuddle naked in the cage and sawyer asked if she was trying to save him when she said that she loved him when pickett was beating him up Kate then kisses him and goes back into cuddle mode, and Sawyer says that he loves her too. And that, that is when he won Hottie of the Week. Oh, Kate gave it to him at a different point. I did. I mean, he had it the whole time, but that's when he just was like, that was like, hardcore, you've got it. In the very beginning of the episode, before I knew that there was going to be banging, I actually was considering Juliet for Hottie of the Week. Oh, goddammit. We need a Juliet Hottie of the Week. Yeah, she'll, she, I really, she'll have, she has way hotter moments. I really feel like she's going to have her moment, but like I am just stunned by her beauty every time she comes on the screen. But obviously, like, banging in a cage, she had no chance. Kate also banged in the cage. Where's the Kate recognition? Kate tried, but... Sawyer, are you kidding me? Sawyer. Like she looked, she looked jacked as hell with that pickaxe. Is jacked, so jacked. <laughs> she could beat the shit out of me. And I'd welcome it. <laughs> as this is happening, Jack awakes to the intercom going off. He asks who is there, and a woman tells him to try the door. He opens it and wanders down the hallway, where he finds Ben's security room and guns. He arms up. I only grabbed one gun. Like, dude, you're trying to escape the other's compound. Maybe take a rifle while you're at it. A rifle? Yeah. No. Why? That's so obvious. You gotta be quick with it. Okay. I just meant, like, take more than just one pistol. Take take a couple, two pistols and a rifle for when you run out of the pistol ammo. Where's he gonna put the rifle when he's doing surgery? I just meant, like, he's escaping right now. (laughs) Where's he gonna fucking strap the rifle on? It comes with a strap. And then... Escape. He's not like, I'm going to take this gun and I'm going to go back to my cell. I wasn't paying attention at this part. But it was... Lauren, what are you doing? I just, my unicorn horn fell off. So, <laughs> yeah, Tune into the YouTube highlight of this episode to see Lauren as a unicorn for most of it. 
So he arms up, and then on the monitors, he sees Kate and Sawyer in the cage. He almost laughs when Ben appears, saying that he was surprised too. Jack aims the gun at him, as Ben says that he would have bet on Jate. Jack tells him to shut up, and Ben says this is the proverbial nail in his coffin. And then Jack agrees to do the surgery in the morning, but he needs everything that he mentioned before, and that he needs Ben's word that he will get him off the island. And then Ben agrees. Thoughts? My thoughts here were, because he says, you're going to get me off this damn island, or something like that. But Jack doesn't know that they're on a different island. So I was like, ooh, that's like, be careful what you wish for, because he could get off this damn island and right on to his OG island, you know? I'm just saying, like, uh, might be rough. Do you think the others, like, have a purpose for them after the surgery? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. But I also don't know that they would just let them, like, do whatever they want. Well, why not just send them home like they said they would? Maybe, but also, do they trust that Jack's not going to be like, there is a whole fucking compound of criminals out there stealing babies, climbing in your windows, snatching your people up, you know, all that. Kate lays in the cage, and I guess she dreams of the next flashback sequence when she sits in a bathroom looking at a negative pregnancy test. Oh, she I thought it was positive. They put the the, the symbols on the okay, stick. I need to be so clear. I did not see the symbol i just thought if you're holding a pregnancy test and crying in her situation that it was positive and so then the whole rest of the episode i was operating under the assumption that she was pregnant and then when oh my god and then when she tells him i almost had a baby i thought she had an abortion and i was like what a casual way to tell your husband that you just aborted his baby like oh my god so wow this changes the whole rest of the episode for me i like how you said for the rest of the episode I was under the impression that she was pregnant. It's literally the next scene that she said. Okay, I it, it's still the rest of the episode. The whole rest of the episode, I thought that she was once pregnant. She lets out a sob and rocks back and forth and then joins Officer Kevin in his office and gives him a drink. They talk about his work and he mentions fugitives. And Kate asks, what if she told him that she was a fugitive? A fugitive on the run for blowing up her father and it was only a matter of time before he found out. Kevin says it's not funny, which... Honestly, that would be funny. <laughs> like, if you just randomly start telling me that story, I'd be like, nice joke. Kate says it's not a joke, and she says that she almost had a baby, but she can't do any of this. I don't do taco night. Okay, here's my issue. Now that I know that she didn't actually, she wasn't pregnant, you didn't almost have a baby. You just took a pregnancy test and it was negative. Like, okay, she had a scare. She probably thought she was pregnant. But then, like, at any point, I could just take a pregnancy test and it would be negative. And then I could be like, I almost had a baby. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You you were never pregnant. So I'm actually so annoyed with her now because, no, you were not almost. You did not almost have a baby. Kevin tells her to calm down, calling her Monica. And she drops the bomb that her name is not Monica. Kevin is confused. And Kate tells him that she loves him but she cannot stay. You know what would confuse me? Why would you pick Monica? Monica? So sorry to any of our listeners out there named Monica. No, it's just random. She's gone by Joan, Beth. Joan and Beth are like very basic names. Monica? I feel like for the time, 
This was like this early 2000s. I think that's probably more common name at that point. Monica? Yeah. I've it feels like a, a very Monica in my life. I have, I think. I don't know. I think it's a very like 90s name. That shocked me. Monica? Monica Lewinsky. There you go. Monica Lewinsky's an icon. Exactly. I would have a I would name not a child because I'll never give birth. I would name a pet after Monica Lewinsky. They call her Monty. Anyways. You named a pet after Ekansu. Ekansu and Davide broke up. Who did I name after Ekansu? Ladyfish. Oh, that's her that's her middle name. So sorry. Did you name her after something? Whatever. Middle name is a name, Kate. That's why my family middle name, Earl. <laughs> Kate, what's your middle name? Elizabeth. Basically. Fun fact. I straight up thought your middle name was Anne. Because I've called you Catherine Ann Austin so many times. It genuinely pisses me off when you call me that. Um, but in my elementary school, in just my grade, me and two other girls both were first name Catherine, middle name Elizabeth. Apparently it's Dang. Mm-hmm. Wow. Lauren's middle name is Alexis. Yep. Shout out Ann Allie. Her full name is Alexis? Yeah. And she goes by Allie? Yeah. That's crazy. Our mom does something similar. No, but I just assume anybody named Allie is just immediately, I'm like, your name is Allison. Mm, like on Pretty Little Liars. Tune in for our Pretty Little Liars podcast. Oh my god. Kate tries to leave, but Kevin tries to stop her when he realizes something is wrong. She tells him that, that she drugged him so that they would not think that he was aware of her life and because she does not want him to lose his job. Kevin falls to the ground unconscious and Kate cries, placing Suzanne's necklace in his hand and kisses him before leaving. Thoughts. I know Kate has thoughts here. I feel like I just really wish that she hadn't drugged him because I would love to have heard his response. Like, what is your response to your wife being a fugitive named Kate? I'll never know. Yeah, again, it would have been nice if this would have been, like, touched upon later, but we'll never see Officer Kevin again. Gone but not forgotten. You know what? MVP of the episode. Because he was just a good guy. No, I'm kidding. It's Jack. Jack's obviously the MVP of the episode. Jack and Juliet scrub in, and Jack tells her that she needs to do everything that he tells her when he tells her. Juliet says that she may find this hard to believe, but she's been always been good at taking orders, and Jack asks if that was a yes, and she says yes. Ugh, that was toxic male energy from him. Jack is in doctor mode. The second he's in doctor mode, he becomes an asshole. Ugh. It's like his alter ego. I don't think it's an alter ego. I think it's just an a more um, inflated version of his own personality. Like, he's always an asshole. He just gets more of an asshole when he's in doctor mode. wouldn't say he's always an asshole, but okay. They go into the OR, and Ben asks if he gets nervous before surgery, and Jack says that he used to, but not anymore. Ben says no matter what happens, everything is going to be different, and Jack says yes. Ben asks Juliet if Alex asked about him, and Juliet says no, because they took her home, and she is unaware of where she is currently. Ben says he is ready and goes under, and Jack begins slicing and dicing. That was so weird. Sorry. Yeah. Why do you think Ben asked about Alex? I don't really know. I think just to kind of remind the audience that Alex is a factor at play here. Pickett tells Jason to follow him shortly after Ben goes under. Jason argues that Ben just went into surgery, and Pickett says that he just put his life into the hands of one of them, and that Jack wasn't even on Jacob's list. Jacob? 
Hmm. Who's Jacob? I don't know. Hmm. Seems like this Jacob figure has a, a a lick of authority, if you will. Maybe someone above Ben? Just saying. They find Kate and Sawyer cuddling in the cage, and he tells them that they should have run when they had the chance. When we were watching this, at this point, Kate was taking a sip out of a big jug of water that we bought for tennis, and I saw them just literally laying there and spooning and thought, they're just cuddling? And, like, not trying to escape or whatever? And Kate almost did a spit take as I said that. And I thought that was funny. But the whole point is that they they don't know they don't have anywhere to go. They're on a different There's island. There's a boat on that island somewhere. Yeah, but I just feel like at that point or hide in the jungle. But they have no idea the the setup around them. Like I just think that they've lost hope at this point. Dumb. Okay, but when Pickett shows up and and Kate's like Sawyer, Sawyer, like we got to do something. Yeah, defend themselves. They're about to... Yeah, I mean, I think that's okay, still a valid get, reaction. Get ready! Don't just lay there! Look, they had a great time in their, in their cage, so let them be. Kate says that they do not have to do this, and Pickett says that Sawyer is coming with him, and there is nothing they can do about it. In the OR, Jack progresses further into surgery when he takes a scalpel and cuts Ben. His BP starts dropping, and Jack punches one of the others in the face. He tells Juliet to back away from the table and asks if Tom can hear him. He then tells Tom that he made a small cut in Ben's kidney sack, and if he does not stitch it up in the next hour, Ben will die. What is a kidney sack? I know what your kidney is, but what is the sack? It's where the kidney is. It's in the sack. Your kidney's in a sack? I don't know, but you kept saying the entire time we were watching this that you thought he was going to say ball sack. (laughs) Well, I didn't. I was just being annoying. I was channeling my inner little boy he then tells tom to come into the room and bring the radio he says walkie-talkie but it was like supposed to be a very intense and intimidating moment and there's just no tough way to say walkie-talkie it's like that series of tiktoks that i see of that guy being like trying to look tough doing something and like one of his examples is like walking down a hill (laughs) i saw the one where getting out of a booth yeah. <laughs> so um, no, a good one is like after a plane when you're trying to get your luggage off like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out that guy. Can't remember his name. Um, Lauren, your thoughts on Jack's move here before he like elaborated because you have distinct notes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Because the whole time, you know, obviously going into surgery, Juliet was like, okay, I want you to kill him like secretly. I want you to like let him die, but make it look like an accident. So then he just like, makes the cut and i was like oh this is what he's doing he's he's gonna pretend because nobody was watching and he made the cut and he's gonna act like something went wrong in surgery and then all of a sudden he just starts knocking people out and i was like jack what what are you doing you're supposed to be subtly letting him die and then i realized what he was doing and i was like oh okay i mean i guess that makes sense kind of but the thing is that jack doesn't know that they're on a different island so i'm still curious about like are they just going to have to be like, give us the boat or like what's going to happen? And the other thing is like walkie talkies do not just work forever apart. So they have a whole hour to get away. And then she has to, I know I'm jumping ahead, but like, hold on. I'll, I'll say that later because I'm jumping ahead. 
Outside, Kate and Sawyer try their best to fight back, but Kate is slammed into the cage and Jason gets a gun on her. Pickett tells Sawyer to submit or they'll kill her too, so Sawyer finally lets go despite Kate telling him to fight. Pickett shoves him out the cage and forces him to his knees. Kate begs for his life, saying she will do anything, and Pickett tells her to watch. Sawyer tells her to close her eyes. Kate tells him to stand up, but again, he tells her to close her eyes. She tells him not to give up, and Sawyer looks up at Pickett, and then he says, this is for Colleen. This this was when Sawyer was my hottie of the week. The way that he was like all beat up and his hair was wet and he looked up and he was so angry. I was just like, oh, I said, I'd call you James for that. That was like, wowee. He looked good. Yeah, he did. And the thing is, it's like, I do not like blonde men. I've always said if I look like someone could be my brother, I'm not interested in them. In this moment, I said, throw it all out the window. I would bang that man in a cage. I'm not. I'm also not super into blonde men, but like, I, I don't care. Sawyer could do whatever he wants. Like, yeah. Tom calls for Pickett on the radio, stopping him from killing Sawyer. And he tells Pickett to give Kate the radio or else Jack will let Ben die. I do. I love how desperate Tom sound. Danny, you there? Pick up Danny. Pick up, goddammit. Because <laughs> that whole thing would have just gone to shit if Sawyer was already dead. For sure. He gives the radio to Kate, who calls for Jack. Tom throws him the radio, and Jack tells her that he bought them an hour head start. She asks where he is, and Jack says if she remembers the story he told her the day of the crash. She hesitates, but eventually says that she does. He tells her that when she gets safe, to radio him and tell him that story. She's better than me, because my memory is so bad. If he was like, do you remember what I told you the day of the crash? I'd be like, what the fuck? No. It's like the ending of Shawshank Redemption. When he's reading the letter, it's like, do you remember the name of the town? I'd have been like, that was 10 years ago, my dude. No, I don't remember the name of the town. True. He says if he does not get a call in the next hour, he will know something is wrong and Ben dies. Kate says she cannot leave without him, but he tells her that she can and she will. She again says she cannot, and he screams, Kate, damn it, run. And that is how the episode ends. And watching it for the first time i had to wait four fucking months on that cliffhanger yeah i'm gonna watch it today i watched this episode yesterday and i'm gonna watch the next episode today and i'm pretty excited about that well let's just talk about it now next week otherwise says tomorrow for you who is the episode about uh i'm gonna go sawyer we just had a sawyer when two episodes ago when what was it about i don't remember that when he was in prison? Oh, I completely forgot that happened. I think now, I will happened. say, that guess is valid. Remember, it's a four-month gap between episodes, so it, it's like a fresh restart. That's why I said it. Um. Okay, well, well shit. If you're going to go four-month reset, it's going to be a fucking Jack episode. Mm. It's called Not in Portland. Not in Portland? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Well, it's everyone's favorite doctor with a J, Juliet. Oh my god, that's exciting. I'm really excited about that. Hottie of the week, question mark? Please, God. Was she a hottie well, in that? I guess you'll have to find out. We'll see. But, okay, so like I was saying earlier with this whole, like, hour to run thing, I'm just really concerned about the connectivity of these walkie-talkies. Like, where are they going to get? Where So be a far enough away to be safe, but also be able to radio back to Jack? 
So as a walkie-talkie expert myself, um, I did have a phase where I was really into walkie-talkies and they do make super long range ones. I can never afford them because I was a child, but I did always like want them. The others would have like the best walkie-talkies on the market. Yeah. That just seems like something they would do. All right, I well. Fun walkie-talkie story. Save that for flashback. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm very excited for, for this coming up episode with Juliet. What do you think is going to happen in this breakout attempt? I feel like they have to be able to get a boat. Like, there's no way they're going to be able to be safe. Maybe Alex is going to help them because they don't know where Alex is. They mentioned that. And so if they all go together, because Kate knows who Alex is, right? So, like, I think, ooh, that's what I want. I want them, all the three of them, on a boat to the other island. Because I've been really missing Danielle recently. So I want the three of them on a boat. Maybe maybe little Carl joins. I don't know if Carl's, you know, in the picture. But, and then, I don't know about Jack. Good luck with that. But this is what I want. Why do you think Kate is hesitating to run? Because she doesn't want to leave Jack. Because, like, she's afraid that he'll he'll die but like bro you got to get what do you think is going to happen to jack i mean i know he doesn't die i think he's gonna do the surgery and i think he's gonna save ben and then i mean even though he totally went rogue like technically they were all supposed to get off the island so maybe they'll just let him go i I really don't know will anyone die in the next episode i hope not i'm gonna say no i really hope not lastly what do you think's going on with Locke and what does the message on Echo stick mean? Just lock in a prediction. I don't know. I feel like, okay, look north. Oh, you know, maybe because we did get a kind of get that little thing about there's another hatch and there's that guy with the eye patch. Like maybe he, I think he's just going to go north and he's going to find that hatch. Final thoughts on the episode, Lauren? Love, love, love. Super slay. <laughs> We're six episodes into season three. As I said, I think season three has a really strong start and a really strong end, shitty middle. How do you feel about the start so far? I liked it. I was actually thinking that because I remembered that you said that and I thought this episode was really good. So I was like, mm, I'm, I'm wonder- waiting for it to get bad and I'm going to be sad about that. But you got about I thought, three episodes. I thought so far it's been really good. I've really liked it. Kate? Um, for being a season three hater, the two episodes I've watched thought were pretty good, <laughs> considering how much I disliked season three. Well, it was great having you on. We'll see you on the back end of season three when you finally get to come back. Can't believe you didn't ask me to be on for Juliet's episode. You want to be on three in a row? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make you a regular at this no, point. No, make okay. every episode two hours long. I've got listen. I've got so many opinions, you don't even know. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week for flashback and on the back half of season three. Oh, you mean for the spelling bee? Oh, spelling bee. And I can share my walkie-talkie story that Zane... Zane silenced me. We gotta save a little something I was silenced. Flashback. Were you silent? Or were you silenced? What are you guys talking about? I don't even know what that's from. Oprah. Talk- Is it? Talking to Meghan Markle. Well, I was silenced by you. That's our episode, folks. If you enjoyed it, please give us five stars wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. Go follow all of our socials at laurengetslost.pod on TikTok at laurengetslostpod on Instagram, laurengetslost on X. Anybody using that shit? No. Find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. All the places. 
tell your friends, tell your family, tell your spinal surgeon, and join us next week for an episode that I forget the name of, but it's about Juliet, so that's cool. Not in Portland. Bad. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler, produced and guest starring Kate Worcester, and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time. Thank you.